Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to a podcast on home truths about the narcissist from the very heart of our community. Guys, I would like to do this every week if it's something you value or would like. Literally, the comments are amazing. And... They kind of go wasted because not everybody will get to read them or see them. So I'd really like to focus on your comments and an analysis of some of them. Brilliant information. Sometimes the information in the comments is even better than the podcasts themselves. And that's universal. So there's great home truths in this material about the narcissist. And I'm hoping it will resonate with you in your own experience So if you'd like to settle back for some easy listening, but very informative listening, I hope, in relation to how other people have experienced narcissists in their lives. And please leave a comment if you would like another session of this. And also, if you'd leave a comment that perhaps I could read out and would be useful to our community. So this is basically to try and include you guys in the whole community setting So it's more of a collaboration between you and I and himself. So let's get started with the first comment, which is from Nicola J896. This is, these are typical sayings of a narcissist in the devaluation stage or when they're trying to maintain control of you and make it out that you're the problem. So when you start to say, Hey, now, you know, guys, this is uh, something wrong here. This person is a bit odd. I'm not getting my needs met or ha, come on, like, you know, this isn't the full shilling. So these are some of the comments that a narcissist will make to you in the fight back to regain control of you and to gaslight you and to really put you into the cognitive dissonance where you're confused. You're not really sure. You're doubting your own opinion of what's going on. So here's the narcissist. Something is wrong with your memory. I'm starting to worry about you. And as as this brilliant commenter said, what the narcissist is actually saying is stop resisting my gaslighting. So they're trying to confuse you. Something is wrong with your memory. I'm starting to worry about you. The next comment. I can't believe you fell for that sob story. I really lost respect for you tonight, you know. I actually thought you were intelligent. And again, you've analysed this for us. Seeing you have a compassionate conversation with another person shows up my inability to bond or show empathy. That's your analysis of why the narcissist has actually said this. And I would even go further to say the narcissist is actually the reality of it is the narcissist is thinking you're giving away my juicy supply to somebody else. And that's not on. And you're bonding with somebody else. You're getting validation from somebody else. That's not on. I need to keep you isolated, pumping out the supply for me, me, me and me alone. And I'm losing control of you and I own you. So that would be my further analysis. 
The next comment. I just don't feel comfortable here anymore with coupled with the next comment. You have been a wonderful partner, but we just don't want to treat each other how normal couples do. And subscribers analysis. You've just caught me cheating, so I'll deny, deny, deny and come up with some vague reason for a discard that gives no closure. And you're absolutely spot on there. I think I remember getting from one narcissist. Um, We've had some really great times together, but it's time to move on now. And you're totally and utterly perplexed as to why if there's so much good in the relationship, why would you give it up? So it's that vague non-truth about why they're going to discard you at this point in time, usually because they have something else in the pipeline or they're looking to control you more. So they're going to leave you for a while. So you come to your senses and kowtow to them much more so that they can extract from you what they came to get from you originally. But you're putting up too much, um, too much resistance to my control so you need to be punished but always it will be a vague reason as to why they're discarding you coupled with blaming you for it all being your fault here's a brilliant one you know what you are you're a leftist who's always a victim so this is the narcissist basically saying you know you're looking for equality for people, you're looking for equality for yourself, and you're always a victim. This is when you start to ask for your needs to be met after being servile, doing everything possible for the narcissist to help them, um, to maybe even finance them, to look after their children, to do whatever you in your heart want to do for the person you love. And you begin to cop on and think, this is all one-sided, like this person doesn't care about me. So you start to say, hello, I'm here. Um, can we have a reciprocal relationship? They then go and say, you're always playing the victim. You're always complaining. You're always, you know, looking for your needs to be met. Or you're, it's always about you. It's all about you. And they totally project and turn everything on you to stop you from getting your needs met or for daring to ask for your needs to be met. So, yes, you've you've said it here. You said, stop drawing attention to the lack of intimacy and mutuality in our relationship. Stop asking anything of me and just be a replacement mother. That was what um, Nicola said was that was her analysis of when the narcissist said, you know what you are. You're a leftist who's always a victim. Perfect. Absolutely spot on. The next comment uh, that's just not my thing. And your analysis was, I'm not interested in talking about anything unless it's about me. Perfect analysis. Perfect. Next comment. And we're going to go on to two other people who have gone on to different topics altogether after we get through these comments. I just don't believe in commitment because modern women prey on innocent men. And then, Nicola, you've got... In inverted commas, in, in brackets, this can actually be true and a real issue for men dealing with a narcopath. But it also means I need to be able to discard you at the drop of a hat. So I'm not going to promise you anything in the relationship. 
and then I'm not going to be to blame when I leave the relationship and drop you at the drop of a hat. Next one is, this is a classic. This is a classic, guys. Look out for this. Um, look out for this. I never cared about Christmas or birthdays. And your analysis, Nicholas, don't expect me to celebrate your special days in any way, ever. Hell, I'll never remember your birthday, your only supply. Yeah, narcissists really will, they often say like, um, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. I think it's all about, you know, it's all commercialised and Christmas is commercialised. So they'll do what they want on those occasions. But they will expect you to celebrate their birthdays, even though they don't, you know, pay much attention to those occasions in general. It's always, there's always a double standard with narcissists or treble standard. Two last comments. One is, at least one of us is happy. And your analysis, Nicola, was, I can't stand to see you happy when I'm nothing but a hungry ghost. Um, yeah, it's the complain and blame game. Um, when you actually maybe have a few moments of happiness, usually generated by yourself or somebody outside the relationship, the narcissist deeply resents that, particularly if they haven't caused the happiness because that means you're getting validation from someone else or you're generating your own happiness, which is a threat to a narcissist's control. Last comment. Oh, my tummy is sore. I have a headache. I had a long week. I'm just so sore. I think I'm getting sick. And your, your brilliant assessment of that is, you don't get to ask anything of me. You're only here to serve my every beck and call. So again, again, when you start to go, something wrong here, this guy and this gal is a bit, mm -mm. I am just being used and abused and it's time for me to stand up for myself. They get sick. <laughs> they get sick. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable how manipulative some of these people are. So thank you for those great, um, great narcissistic sayings you obviously experience those and you obviously know what they mean and the fact that there are manipulations so we're going on to um another uh subscriber and this is the big h 9324 thank you i often read your comments and i'm amazed at your level of knowledge on narcissism so let's get let's get this shared What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, so this was a comment on how does the narcissist process your success post-discard, a recent video. And this was your comment, the big H. It's the opposite of what was supposed to happen in their fake reality. This is when you're successful post-discard. Without them in your life, they believe that the universe will punish you on their behalf. After all, you're the troubled, ridiculous lost soul they now paint you as to anyone who will care to listen. Spot on. They will say you suddenly went off on them for no reason. And you must have a screw loose. But obviously, you're leaving this fantastic individual, this fantastic specimen of humanity. You must have a problem. They will take great delight in running you down at any opportunity in order to make themselves appear wronged, innocent and morally superior. The morally superior one. When they finally found out that you were actually doing okay, it contradicts everything they believed should happen. It does indeed because they don't expect that this information has reached you about the fact, the truth of who they are. So it's not what normally happens. Let's hope it normally is going to be a changing scenario when this information is shared and people become more aware of the narcissistic personality disorder. I apologise for the background music. That is Remy Keeling himself. When they, yeah, on the surface, they will appear unbothered. But inside, and this is true on the surface, they have to appear unbothered in order to maintain their image to other people. Inside, it's a double whammy of an insult. First, you rejected their control. And secondly, you thrived without them. Double whammy. One thing I have learned post-discard is that because of the trauma bond, the relationship you had with them, it was, it was on reflection, looking back far too intense, too involved, yet they had you believing it was healthy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's definitely something that I would recognise personally as well. You know, you thought this was the love of your life. The intensity was phenomenal. In it, you didn't realise it was as intense as it was, although you were pretty damn exhausted most of the time. But yeah, when you look back, you think, Phew, I didn't ha ever have a relationship like that before. Or if I did, it didn't turn out well. At first, I found myself trying to replace that intensity but now understand that it's not good. And most people just want lighter, more casual, but more positive connections. And that can only be a good thing moving on. Yeah, we want a slow, healthy, mutually reciprocal, wonderful, exciting and joyful relationship. Not the intensity, the drama, the manipulations, the self-reflection, the self-blame, 
all the negativity that comes with and from a relationship with a narcissist. So thank you, the big H, fantastic comment. And the final comment is from someone whose name is user, and there's a load of letters and um, numbers after your name. So it's, it's a person incognito, which is very normal on these channels. Um, hello, Paula. I found your channel last summer and it's been very helpful. Thank you. My 18-year-old son started dating a narcissist in high school. This is young. This is young for someone to come across a narcissist. And again, people this age can often be narcissistic. But what's happened to this person's son is that he's been heavily influenced by someone who's very controlling. So yes, I would imagine they're, they're a narcissist. After he graduated, this girl convinced our son to leave our home, isolated him from us and his friends. That's a big, big red flag. Very hard to deal with, very hard to see happening. But we're going to get to some solutions or possible techniques to help in a situation like this at the end of the comment. He changed his morals, values and belief system became an atheist like she is. That's a big change. I mean, young people often change, you know, when they go to university, they change their beliefs, uh, they get excited about um, and very involved in causes, which is part of being young and is fantastic to see that passion coming through. But this coupled with everything else that's going on is a, is a red flag. She changed his physical appearance his diet, he became vegan like she is, and controlled his time and any communication with us. He lost a lot of weight and now uses weed to sleep because of his anxiety, because his anxiety is so bad. She broke up with him in the fall, but has decided to remain his best friend in inverted commas. Yet, this often happens with narcissists. It's another red flag. I know a lot of us may have had relationships where we're still really good friends with the people in those relationships, but they were probably healthy relationships that are able to maintain a type of friendship going forward. I would say be very careful if somebody pushes the friendship thing at the end of a relationship when you're breaking up because it's oftentimes a narcissist wishing to maintain their control over you in a different realm and to use you as supply. So, you know, if, if, if a friendship develops over time, slowly and gradually, you can stay in touch, you have mutual, you know, connections or mutual interests, that's okay. But look at it in terms of was the previous relationship healthy and are they, when they're being friends with you still, looking for you to do things for them? Or are you being more supportive to them? Does it have the dynamic where it's reciprocal or is it more a takey-take from their point of view? She has now changed his sexuality and is grooming him to change his gender. This is a lot of pretty serious stuff. The positives are that we got him into counselling, but we know she's working against that. 
We can at least talk to him on the phone now. He has a good job and is working towards attending university. Perfect. That is, that's, that must give you a lot of hope. I would like to learn how, as a family, to support a person in these relationships. In one of your podcasts, you had talked about just keep pointing out the changes in them and not thrashing the narcissist. Yeah, I would say, yeah, we're going to get onto this now in a few minutes. Um, you could notice the change, you know, make a note, but not in a critical way. Um, definitely don't thrash the narcissist um, because at this stage, the narcissist would use that against you and would seek to isolate parents or family or friends from the person by relaying to the person that the family or the friends, you know, are attacking the person or going against the person. And then when the victim hears this, they believe it because the family or the friends have actually criticised the narcissist to them themselves. So it plays into the narcissist playbook in isolating the victim. So just hold your, keep your counsel. Don't criticise the narcissist to the victim because at this stage, the victim is in total in the total spell under the narcissist's spell in a fog and the narcissist will use this against you. So it's not constructive to do that at this particular stage. Most podcasts seem to focus on healing red flags and behaviours of narcissists, but I was hoping to learn more how to walk with someone in these relationships. Thank you for all your work that you do for these I've shared your podcast. Thank you very much for doing that. That really helps. May save somebody. Sharing the podcasts is a pretty um, powerful thing. Somebody comes across these podcasts, you know what it felt like yourself when you had those light bulb moments and things start to become clear about the fact that you were with the narcissist and the jigsaw pieces fell into place and you were able to heal. So, what to do in a situation like that, that you have a son or daughter who's fallen into the grasps, the clutches of a narcissist. You see so many changes in them. They're not themselves anymore and they're having negative effects on them. They're losing weight. You're, they're being isolated from you. You're not able to be in contact with them, etc. The main thing to do is, as we've said before, don't criticise the narcissist. Um compliment them on the parts of them that are them that you remember from before you know say well you always were a fantastic you know it's positive affirmations as to the real them um, try and stay in touch by even visiting the narcissist and them and being very circumspect about what you say in those particular conditions even, you know, admire some of the things maybe they've done together and putting the emphasis on your son or daughter or your friend or family member or whoever it is um, and showing that while you're not totally positive about the relationship, you're not negative about it either. You're kind of grey rocky, you're neutral, but you're staying in touch and you're reaffirming the victim or the target of the narcissist. So 
the narcissist has very little to turn the target against. Now they will, they will use any of the target's vulnerabilities or what can you say, gripes they might have had about their upbringing. The narcissist will emphasize this, but don't give them any extra fuel or ammunition. I mean, all you really want to do in those situations is to say you're abusing my son, daughter or family member. And, you know, this is what you're doing wrong and tell the family member, look at what they're doing to you. But unfortunately, that would have a negative impact and the narcissist would use that against you at this particular point in time. When and if hopefully the narcissist discards the person, that's the time. Don't again go all in against the narcissist, but be there. Listen, be there, be supportive. Help in any practical way you can, like with food or saying if they want to stay or with money or whatever way you can support the person and let them come to you and unfold some of the truths that they may be feeling in the discard. And listen, listen, listen. Your time and your energy and your care without directing or trying to control them and tell them what happened to them. Don't do that. Let them come to you. Be there. Be supportive. It's really, really hard, but it's the best thing you can do for someone you love in a situation like that. If they've gone no contact and all the, the communication and relationship has broken down, I would suggest you would send occasional messages to them telling them, you know, you love them and wishing them well or just passing on normal pieces of news about the family to them, even if you don't get a response. Just so if they do have a weak moment with the narcissist where the narcissist has been abusing them and they switch their phone on or switch an email on or whatever, look for to see if you've been in touch. There's a nice, normal, pleasant message there just relaying news and that sometimes is enough to shift the person into I miss my family I miss my friends this this is also normal what I'm in is in so is so crazy it gives good contrast and it's important just for them to know because the narcissist will have done a job on them saying that you know your family hates you yeah, they've brought you up the wrong way. Your friends, you know, say terrible things about you. If you have the contrast and the evidence sent to the victim or the target and they look at that, it further brings them out of the cognitive dissonance of what this person is saying who's in the rear all the time. They need contrast. They need other opinions to enable them to try and see through the fog when the narcissist has them in their grips. So guys, I hope that was helpful. If you would like another Home Truths about the Narcissist and Community session, please leave your comments, leave what's happened to you in the comments. If you'd like them read out, let me know and analysed, let me know any other questions, etc. Please look after yourselves and I'll be back with another podcast in relation to healing from narcissistic abuse in the very near future from myself and himself happy saturday
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.